17. My, oh my, I hope in the, in the next couple, three weeks or however long it takes to finish uh, the six chapters of the book of Revelation, I would hope that everyone that comes on Wednesday night could, could look back and say, I know what the book of Galatians is all about. It's all about liberty. And, and amen, we talk about circumcision and what it means. And uh, amen, next week we'll be talking about falling from grace and, and, and what people think that means. Amen. But I've sure enjoyed the study. That's what we're supposed to do. Study to do what? Show ourselves approved. Under who? Not the pastor, but to God. Amen. I don't want to be ashamed for what I don't know. I'm ashamed enough for what I don't know. Amen. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And I just want to point out before we keep reading. That is like the theme verse of the entire chapter let alone the entire book. A lot of times you get other doctrines that they try to throw in here. But they're forgetting the whole context. It's liberty, not being under bondage. You say, Pastor, this is kind of what you preached on the last week and the week before. I know, because we're still in Galatians. It's still about liberty. Amen. Verse 2, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, for he is a debtor to the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from Grace, there's two questions that jump out to me right out of the gate there. Number one, does circumcision mean no salvation? Does circumcision mean no salvation? And number two, does falling from grace mean that we can lose our salvation? <laughs> In full disclosure, we're not going to get to number two tonight. That'll be next week sometime. I just want to throw that out there. Amen. Brother Raleigh, would you open the message in a word of prayer, sir? Amen. I still can't hear right, uh, but I did hear everything Brother Raleigh said, so I'm encouraged at that. I still hear my voice more than anything, so it drives me crazy. Um, I was able to lead singing, but I did not like it. Amen. Uh, I might be looking at you Sunday, Brother Tony. I did not like it tonight. Uh, amen. Number one, I'm really going to get through, not even fully, but just, just one point tonight, circumcised and saved, point one. What's our second point? It's our first and our last. Circumcised and saved. If you were circumcised, does that mean that you weren't saved? Amen. There's some that will say that you're either saved under the obedience of the law or that you're saved under grace. There are people that even still today say that. <clears throat> but can we just clear it up if, if there is any doubt that it's always been by grace, uh, always has been and always will be, uh, faith uh, through grace. Uh, oh, how's that song go? Through grace alone, through faith alone, through God alone. Did I get the order right? Be the glory. And then it goes, for by grace I say through faith. Did they say the whole verse? Is that not of yourselves? Oh, I don't know. But that's a good, my mom and dad used to sing that to me all, all the time. That and uh, 
Oh, I can't think of it now. Oh, I can't think of it later. It'd be in the middle of the message. It'll, it'll jump out at me. Amen. <clears throat> but it was always by grace. It's never been by law. Um, just like the Jews that were before the cross, Ross will say by grace through faith. Uh, but, but the Jews that were before the cross, the, the, the Jews, remember the Jews became the Jews through Abraham. There were no Jews before Abraham. God literally made a race of people, literally. And he had some specific rules for that, 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 that nation of Israel specifically. And that was a major hurdle for the legalistic Jews to get past. Because they had literally spent their lives being taught that they had to do this and that to go to heaven. And, you, it, it, and some red flags should have went up with that statement because it was really broad. Um, but I said that on purpose. The problem is that people were taught wrong. Um, for, for, I mean, generation after generation after generation, right, um, God gave specific laws for his people. Now, keep in mind, they weren't for salvation, but specific laws for his people. He wanted his people to do things specifically because this was what the seed of Christ was going to come through. So this is a set out people. Now I have specific laws for you guys. So just like what people do, because this isn't just for a few years, this generation, hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds. And, and, and what happens is keep, people get legalistic, right? And people go underneath the, the, the rule of the law and then... People will start teaching their kids, well, you have to keep the sacrifices to make God happy. You know, the next generation, we've got to keep the sacrifices to go to heaven. And all of a sudden, it's all about being, it's all about circumcision. It's all about sacrifices. It's all about keeping every jot and tittle of the law, right? That's never what salvation was, but a lot of people turned it that way. Just like today, you have legalists that you have to do this and you have to do this, right? It gives a bad name for Christianity, there were still people that were saved, that, that, that had salvation, that, that had faith in Christ through, through grace, amen. Um, but they also wanted to add to that. They wanted to add circumcision and, and these things under the law. That's what we're dealing with primarily here. <clears throat> amen. Um, we, we see, you know, people are taught unbiblical doctrines since... I don't know when. <laughs> I don't even know how, when, when the, I mean, uh, Nimrod sure messed things up pretty quick. Cain uh, 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 sure messed things up pretty quick. You know, I hope he got things right so he didn't teach his kids wrong what a sacrifice is supposed to be. I, I feel like he got, he got a hard lesson out of that. But we have people that are taught Catholicism. My parents were raised in Catholicism. They were raised that the, the, what the church says is God's basically words himself whatever the church says that is it well that's false it, it's just just false it, it, it's heresy to put anything above the word of god or equal to the word of god which would be specifically catholicism uh but you have seven day adventists you have mormonism i mean you have you have baptists that believe uh john calvin approach where 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 we're basically robots and like well you know um, God's going to save certain people. It doesn't matter what you do. You'll either be saved or not saved. Well, that's, not, that's heresy too. Right. Just because you have Baptists on your name doesn't mean that you're, teach, you're not teaching wrong doctrine. Right. <clears throat> you jump, to, jump back to Galatians chapter 2. Uh, also, full disclosure, 
A lot of scripture tonight. So I hope we have a mindset of Bible study. Get your fingers ready. We should, we should have, Brother Tony, we should have done 12 men went to spy in Canaan before church started to get ready. Amen. Galatians chapter 2, verse 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Now, before we keep reading, I had this conversation last night, and one Christian told me about other Christians that they were told not to fellowship with these other Christians because those Christians didn't believe in the same um, uh, Spurgeon-like man that everybody looks up to, like a John Calvin or somebody like that. I'm trying not to name names of people. But they're like, hey, that group of Christians over there, they, they believe in that guy, so don't even fellowship. Don't go to their church services. Don't even invite them to your house. Don't have fellowship with them. That's what Peter was doing. He was like, oh, man, they're, they're Gentiles. We can't even eat at the same table. We can't even fellowship with them. Oh, I'm glad Christ saved you, but you stay over there. And Paul had to go deal with this, right? He must have had a pastor's heart. Amen. 14, he said, but when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, he's talking about Peter and what Peter was standing for at the time. I said unto Peter before them all, if thou being a Jew livest after the manner of the Gentiles and not as do the Jews... Why compellest thou the Gentiles to live uh, as do the Jews? Who, we who are Jews by nature are not sinners of the Gentiles. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, that's important, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be, and I highlighted this, justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be saved. It's really important. It's really important because the natural man goes to works every time. Every other religion, period. Every other religion. You have to do things. It pleases the flesh. It makes you feel like you've done something, like you're somebody. And that is literally opposite of what it is. It's nothing that we've ever done. It's all what Christ has done. Amen. Amen. The language that we're starting to read in verse 16, the, the reason I'm going here to chapter 2, keep in mind, keep in mind, the whole context of Galatians it's liberty in Christ. I mean, we've been teaching it for every Wednesday, right? Like, it, it, it's kind of getting ingrained in us, which is great. That's wonderful. We're getting to know our Bibles really well. But Galatians chapter 5 language is a whole lot like Galatians chapter 2. The last verse we read should sound familiar, but <clears throat> let's look at the next three verses, particularly 21. It sounds just like what he's saying in chapter 5, verse 19, Galatians 2, 19. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Look at this. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Paul's message has been consistent all throughout his ministry. And all the letters that he wrote for sure. The law never saved nobody. Salvation, it only ever come through Jesus Christ, period. And Paul's saying here, uh, um, jump back to chapter 5. Paul's about to say in chapter 5 that if you're putting your trust in the law, then you clearly are not putting your trust in Christ. 
We just read uh, in Galatians 2.21, he said, For if righteousness come by law, then Christ is dead in vain. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 2. It sounds the same. It says, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. Can I ask you something? What is circumcision? It was a covenant given between Abraham's seed and God. Okay, that's important to really understand that. Who is the seed of Abraham? Well, the Jews. I mean, we, we know that, right? So it was a covenant between really the Jews and God. The Jews were to cut off the foreskins of every male as a physical sign of being set apart for the coming Christ. The same Christ that was to come through that bloodline. God had specific rules for the bloodline of the Son of God. Turn to Genesis 17 while we're talking about that. We'll be back in Galatians in a moment. We'll turn to a few scriptures tonight. I'm so glad that we can cross-reference verses in Scripture because it's, it sure is comforting and <laughs> assuring, you know. Genesis chapter 7, 17, verse 9. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. He shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Paul's clearly telling the churches in Galatia that if you're putting your trust in circumcision, then you're not putting your trust in Christ. I don't know if I can do this justice. They're sounding great in my head. <laughs> let's see if it works. Okay, so let's just say I bought Noah a guitar for Christmas. A real nice guitar, one that actually make him sound good. Okay. No one laughed because it wasn't a joke. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put Gibson. Up. No, I'll put Martin up here. Martin. Got a Martin guitar. Four string Martin guitar. Let's say I bought bought him a Martin guitar. And it's his. It's already set to be his. He's got it. But but it's not Christmas time yet or his birthday or whatever. But I'm like, hey, this is a picture of your guitar. There, take it. You got it. It's part of the thing. Yeah, you got to take it. And uh, there's a picture of the guitar. <clears throat> it's a good guitar. You can enjoy that guitar. That stands for something really, really important. You, you, can, you, can, <clears throat> you, you can have peace in knowing that what that represents every time you look at it. And then what happens is I give Noah, Christmas comes, a set appointed time for the, the gift that's to come. I mean, like, I don't spell this out anymore. Clear. Everybody knows where I'm going. I give him the nice guitar so he can sound good on it. He needs it. And then Noah says, okay, great. But he leaves the guitar over there and he holds close to the picture. And all he cares about is the picture of the guitar. 
And now he's, he's just relying on the pitcher and he's denying the actual guitar. That's what the legalistic Jews are doing. God gave him a picture of circumcision. This is a picture of, you know, circumcising your heart. And there's like, like, like so many Old Testament verses on circumcision of the heart, let alone the New Testament. It was always about circumcision of the heart. But God wanted his people, specific people that would come through the bloodline of Christ. Not everybody for salvation, but just specific people for the bloodline of Christ. He gave him a picture. Not just to the, his people, but to the whole world. My people are separated. They're, they're going to be circumcised, every male, for what it represents. The problem is, uh, generation after generation, so now they're, now they're teaching that this is all that matters, is circumcision. This is all that matters, that you keep all the things under the law. Forgetting the whole big picture of what the blessing of the actual coming Christ was. This was just a picture of what was to come. This is legalism. That wasn't in my notes. But man, that went good. Amen. Can we jump to Acts chapter 16? Acts chapter 16. Well, that was, yeah, that was my first page of notes. Yeah, so, so it was in my notes, yeah. Amen. Also, Paul never said that if you're circumcised, then you can't accept Christ either. In Acts 16, we see here, this is where Paul, we went over this in our Wednesday night class, and I love it, where Paul took Timothy to be circumcised. Why, why did Timothy go get circumcised? The answer, according to the textbook answer, is because of the Jews, right? Because of the Jews. Look at Acts 16.3. Acts 16.3. Him would, Paul had to go forth with him and took and circumcised him, talking about Timothy, because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So, so why did Timothy get circumcised? Well, we know because of the Jews. But that's just a more generic answer. That's the more surface, uh, uh, right away answer. Why, why, would, why, would, why would Timothy care if a bunch of legalistic Jews were offended or not? Why would he get circumcised when he did not have to be? Turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. The answer is right here. I'm so thankful we can go to Scripture. <laughs> We're going back to Acts 15 in a minute. You guys are going to kill me. Oh, sorry. I just realized that. Matthew 18, 6. We're just getting a little practice, that's all. I think I just heard Jessica say, Google, go back to, go back to Matthew 18.6. Uh, Matthew 18.6. This is what Jesus himself said. He said, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. He said, woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to, them, to that man by whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off, and cast them from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life a halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thine hand offend thee, pluck it out. And cast it from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. 
I am sure the words of Jesus, the pen words of Jesus were on Timothy's mind. He's like, you know what? I don't have to be circumcised, but I, you know what? They're a bunch of legalists, and, and, and they don't know any better. But you know what? I, I'll, I'll get circumcised because it doesn't matter one way or another. I'll just, I don't need to offend them. And we find ourselves, and, and can I say the more that you get involved, um, I want to say church, that's true, but more that you get involved in ministry and you start dealing with brothers and sisters in Christ, these kind of things come up. Because the weak babes in Christ are the ones that get offended at the drop of a hat. Jump to 1 Corinthians 7, 18. 1 Corinthians 7, 18. What what, what'd the old preacher say? Pastoring would be easy if it weren't for people. <laughs> Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 18. This is what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. He said, Is any man called being circumcised? Uh, let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. He said, Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but the keeping of the commandments of God. What was the purpose of circumcision? It was just a, a called out people for a picture of what was to come. It, it, it was never for salvation. What's the purpose of it anymore? There's no need of a high priest. Jesus came. He was, a, he was the lamb and the high priest all at the same time. There's no need to bring sacrifices anymore. Yet there's still Christians today that teach and believe that the Jews before the cross had to keep the law for salvation, as in keep the sacrifices, keep the ordinances, and keep circumcision. It's not Bible. Jesus didn't teach it. Paul so clearly didn't teach it. That's why Jews today have to deny the New Testament. They can't acknowledge that Jesus came to earth. They can't know that would be against everything. I mean, that would. They'd have to admit that their people crucified the Son of God. So just for fun, just, just for the practice of turning, can we turn to Acts 15.7? Acts 15.7, I should have told you to stay there earlier. Acts 15.7. This is what, what Luke wrote down for us in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 15, verse 7. He said, And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know, uh, how that a good while ago God made choice among us uh, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So, so I just want to, I'm going to go through the next three or four verses here and kind of stop after each verse to make something really, really clear. I want to get a point across that's really important because if you just read really fast, we miss it. I miss it because that's how I do. I, you know what? I don't like reading. I, I do not like reading. I, I'm of a spoiled generation. I've I uh, had movies all my life. So reading is, is work for me. Um, so it's easy to read past things. So to study, whoo, i got to slow down and really concentrate. So I lead the charge in saying, hey, it's okay to slow down. Acts 15, 7. Um, so who, who, who's the context here? Uh, let, me, let me give you a hint. At the end it says that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Who's the context? The Gentiles. Why? Because it was the last person mentioned. Right? Look at verse 8. And, and, and God which knoweth the hearts bear them. Who's them? 
Well, it's the Gentiles, because it was the last person mentioned. They're saying them, talking about last person mentioned. Giving them, the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. Who's them, the Gentiles? Verse 9. Put no difference between us and them. Purifying their hearts by faith. Who is them? The Gentiles. Why? Because they're the last ones to be mentioned. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? Pay attention now. Which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. Isn't that interesting? He brings up our fathers. He said, you're trying to do something that our fathers weren't able to bear. What's he talking about? Legalism, being under the law. Paul's making it very clear. He's like, you're trying to do something that our fathers weren't able to bear. Look at verse 11. But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Who's the they in that last verse? Talking about our fathers. Right? It's very clear. Paul's telling them we were saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ just like they were, just like the Gentiles, just like like our fathers before us. That's important. Jump back to our text, Galatians verse 5. Galatians verse 5. Galatians verse five, uh, chapter five, verse three. For I testify against every man that is circumcised, circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. I don't want to look at page three. I'll get all turned around and discombobulated. Amen. He said, "If I testify against every man that is circumcised, he is a debtor to the whole law." Can I just throw out a few laws real quick? In fact, turn to Romans chapter 3. This will be our last portion of Scripture, then we'll close. Romans chapter 3 will just be two or three more minutes. I just want to keep this in mind. Paul just said that every man that is circumcised, he's a debtor to do the whole law. He didn't say some of the law. He didn't say try and keep the law. He said he's a debtor to do the whole law. Just throw out a few laws real quick, but off the top of my head, honor your father and mother. Well, we're all guilty. We've all dishonored our father and mother at one point in life. Guilty. What do you call somebody that steals? A thief. How many times does it take to steal before you're called a thief? Once. How many times does it take to murder before you're called a murderer? Once. So if if you're in offense one time, you're guilty of that. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Everybody's lied at least once, except for Ava and Adeline. Roman does not have me convinced in the least. (laughs) Amen. I don't care how cute he is. Thou shalt not covet. Guilty. We can't keep the whole law. It's impossible. Paul's saying, uh, for I testify again to every man that is circumcised, he's a debtor to the whole law. And you might say, well... Just like some of the Jews, no doubt, were saying, uh, no man can do that. <laughs> that's impossible. Nobody can keep the whole law, and that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Paul, Paul's saying that if you're going to put your trust in the whole law, by, logically, you've got you to gotta obey the entire law. And no one can do that with an honest heart. 
The Ten Commandments weren't given to man so we could follow them perfectly. That's something that only Christ could do. The Ten Commandments were given to show that no one can keep the whole law apart from Christ himself. The law was given to us as a schoolmaster to show us how, how bad of sinners we really are. That's what the law is for. Romans chapter 3 verse 19 says, Now we know what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, uh, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before the law. What's it saying? The law is there to teach us that we're guilty before God. Amen. Verse 20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now keep this in mind. People think that, uh, Christians even today think that People were saved under the law. That is so unbiblical. Paul's telling the legalistic Jews, look, the law never saved anybody. It's just to show that we're guilty under the law. Look at verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. I like that. That same all is, is uh, I don't think I have to look in the Greek and Hebrew. I think that same all would probably be the same Greek and Hebrew word, Greek word uh, for all in John 3.16. God's grace is for all and upon all, not upon some and upon some more from a time period. It's just so unbiblical to think people were saved a different way. It's never been any different. Paul's teaching that. And he's just teaching it so plainly, saying nobody was ever saved by the law. And there's, guys, we, we could give 10 or 12 other scriptures right now. We could just sit here and go through them. Paul saying the same thing. Luke saying the same thing. Jesus teaching the same thing. I thank God for salvation. Let's not try to change that. Let's not try to put anybody under the law. I, 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 you know what? Thank God for the law. Uh, uh, God, God didn't come to abolish.